praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome, your neighbor. Welcome, your neighbor. Amen. And, uh, uh, no? You can try to find out their name, ask them how has they been. Praise the Lord. Do you now know your neighbor's name? Amen. Eh? Yeah. So, so, so we believe God is doing something in our lives today. Amen. Eh? Yeah. So tonight our topic is submission. Praise the Lord. And by the grace of God uh, given to us, we shall be. Uh, I'll be taking. I'll, I'll be taking this through with the man of God, Jovan. Amen. <laughs> so anything is coming around. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so let's pray, Father. Give you thanks. For today's fellowship, I hold my name for every person in this place. I give you thanks, my God, for the quickening of understanding that is present in this place. I thank you for your anointing and your teaching grace that has been given unto us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, because tonight you are aligning somebody to destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Tonight you unanswer to man's questions in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for your faithfulness. And I give you thanks, my God, because you're expanding us. You're increasing us in all things. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and believe. Amen. Praise the Lord. So our topic is submission. Amen. And you know, uh, in life and in the world, uh, particularly in all sectors of the world, you'll be required to submit somewhere or to someone. Praise the Lord. Whether in ministry, you're required to submit. If not in ministry, even in your marriage, when you meet your husband, you are supposed to submit to him. Praise the Lord. Even if you have higher qualities than him, even if you have a PhD and you know he's a senior for dropout, but the moment you make up your mind and you be like, you know what? From today you're my husband. You are supposed to submit to him. Hallelujah. No, no. Uh, in, in business, you're supposed to submit to your boss. Praise the Lord. And you see, we don't just submit to simple people. Amen. We are supposed to submit even to hard people. Hallelujah. So, God calls Christians to submission. And through this exposition, I believe that God is going to show us the clarity of how to submit. When to submit. Why do I submit? Now, what is the foundation of submission? Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes it's possible to be like, you know what, I'm submitted to someone. But yet, in reality, you're just actually friends. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, you know, like you're familiar to a man of God, and you're like, you know what? I'm familiar to a man of God. Why? Because you see, you may be his best friend. You have his contact. You know, you can have a nice thing all together. Amen. But you see, we are going to look at the foundation of submission, the way of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so uh, without wasting time, let's go into the Word of God. And let's see what it tells us there. Praise the Lord. So let's turn to Genesis. <coughs> Genesis. <coughs> the Genesis of all things. Eh? In the book of Genesis. Chapter 25 and verse 28. That's where we are. Genesis 25, 28. <coughs> 28. So listen, he says that for an age that loves. Uh, this, this is amplified. Let's start with Genesis. For a moment, eh? it says that for Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his bacon, but Rebecca loved Jacob. 
Hallelujah. Now, the concept of submission is first introduced to us here uh, among the sons of Isaac. Because we see the scripture said that for Isaac loved Esau. But then Rebekah spent time with Jacob. Now that wasn't a mistake. Praise the Lord. That was a vindication of the vision upon the children. Hallelujah. Now, it is important for us to understand why I can submit to someone. Primarily, submission is built on vision. Praise the Lord. You can never submit to someone unless you understand the vision of God concerning that man. And also, a man can never submit to me unless I understand the vision of God concerning their lives. Praise the Lord. You see, when we submit to someone, we actually submit to the vision upon that person. So, the foundation of your submission, it is the vision. You see, until you catch and capture the vision upon a person, you may never effectively submit unto that person. Amen. And unless you understand the vision of God concerning the person, the truth is that that person can never submit to you. Praise the Lord. So, the Bible tells us that see, Isaac loved Esau. Why? Because first and foremost, Isaac was the father of all the children. And at the time of birth, Esau was the firstborn. Amen. And then Jacob came as the secondborn. So, why did Isaac love the boy Esau? It was because Esau was the firstborn child. And by default, when a father speaks of a firstborn, he talks about inheritance. Praise the Lord. So, when Isaac spends time with Esau, it is because Isaac has the vision of Esau as a firstborn child, and as a child that must be launched into inheritance when the father is about to die. Glory to God. Why? Because you see, by default, inheritance is given to firstborn children. You see that? Eh? So that's why if there was the necessity of Esau being submitted to Isaac, he says Isaac loved Esau. Why? Because he understood the vision of God concerning the son. The birthright that God gave to Esau was that of a firstborn. That's what he sought Jacob. Hallelujah. That's what was given to Esau as his place in the world to be a firstborn child. And he sold it still. Amen. So, listen to what he says concerning Jacob, to concerning Rebekah. He says that for, he says that, uh, he says that for, uh, and, 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 and Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, when you scroll to verses above, you're going to realize why Rebekah loved Jacob. It was because at the time of birth, <laughs> Rebekah was present there when God bestowed his vision concerning Jacob. Praise the Lord. Because when these two boys were in the womb of their mother striving, Rebecca inquired of God. And only Rebecca knew the vision of God concerning Jacob. Isaac didn't know it. Glory to God. So it would be wrong for Jacob to spend time with a man who doesn't even understand what God's up to in his life. After neighbor, the man is spent time with. Does he understand the vision of God concerning your life? <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. We have begun. Eh? <laughs> we are starting from there. Praise the Lord. Eh? You see, you see, that's why it's the Bible says that for Rebecca loved Jacob. Why? Because at the time of birth, the Bible says that for and the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, 
and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the Bible says that what? The one people shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. Now that vision, Asa didn't know it. Only Rebecca knew it. So, when the boys come in for submission, Jacob has to spend time with the mom. And you see, when Isaac was about to bless the children, he was about to bless Esau. But because Jacob spent time with the man that understood the vision of God concerning his life, the mom gave Jacob redemptive instructions by which he got a blessing. Why? Because Jacob was present in the presence of a man that had the vision of God concerning his life. Praise the Lord. So before I make up my mind to submit to somebody, that man must have the full version of the vision of God. Not even in parts. You see, so it wasn't a mistake that Rebecca spent time with Jacob. No. It was on the foundation of vision. There, they began from there. And Isaac loved Esau. Why? Because his vision concerning Esau was that, you know, he's my firstborn child and he must receive inheritance. That's the vision. Praise the Lord. And Esau also understood that, you know what, I'm supposed to receive inheritance from my father. So let me submit to him. Vision. Glory to God. So before I submit to a ministry, I must understand the vision of God concerning the ministry. Before I submit to a man of God, I must understand the vision of God concerning the man of God. Now before I submit to a church, it is important for me to understand the vision of God concerning the church. You see, you can never even submit your husband unless you understand the vision of God concerning him. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Now listen, look at this pattern of frustration here. Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve. You know, uh, when we speak of the vision of God concerning a man, we are not talking about the plans of that man. I know uh, his business ideas, you know, uh, his projects. Praise the Lord. You know, maybe uh, like, you know, you're trying to see whether that man has a future. And you ask him, what are your future plans? <laughs> uh, praise the Lord. And then you see, he writes down the full notebook of his future plans. And you're like, you know what? I think this guy has the future. Amen. That's not the future. You see, the vision is what God gave to that man. You see that? The mind of God concerning the man. Now, for example, when you look at uh, Adam and Eve, God gave Adam a vision. And he told Adam that, you know what, of the, tree, of, of the fruit of this tree, you shall not eat. Now, that, that, that was the vision of God. So if Eve came in the life of Adam, she was supposed to ensure that the man doesn't eat of that tree. That was a submitted woman. You see that? So she couldn't effectively submit to Adam unless she understood what the mind of God concerning Adam was. Glory to God. The vision is what God gives. Not my plans. Hallelujah. So before I make up my mind to submit someone, it is important for me to understand the vision of God upon such a man. Otherwise, I will be frustrated. You see, when Lot and the wife were living in Sodom and Gomorrah, God gave them a word. A divine, a, you know, a word of divine instruction. And he told them that, oh, look not behind. Now that was the vision of God actually. You see that, the, the voice of God, the counsel of the Spirit, it is the vision of God. He told them, look not behind. And the woman turned and she looked behind. Praise the Lord. And she turned into a pillow of salt. 
she was supposed to submit to that vision. Submission is built on vision. Praise the Lord. Eh? You know, sometimes you can enter a church and you see uh, there is a minister, and you know, maybe, uh, you know, like, you know, he can give headache to the pastor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Eh? But what is his problem? It's because he doesn't understand what God is up to in the life of the man of this ministry, the owner of the ministry. He just can't understand it. You see, until you catch the vision of God concerning somebody, you can never submit to them. It's not possible. Because when we submit, we submit to vision, and vision is in the spirit. Praise the Lord. It is a revelation of the spirit of God. Glory to God. So, when we submit, when we talk about submission here, there are places whereby we submit to the Holy Spirit, the counsel of God. And then also there are places whereby we submit to men. Praise the Lord. But now you see, in a few minutes, let's talk about a submission to the spirit first. In some few, uh, some few lines, eh? Now listen to Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 52. <clears throat> Are we learning something? Are you noting, yes? Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 32. 32 verse 52. That's where we are. Let me begin from verse 51. that for? Because you trespass against uh, me among the children of Israel, at the waters of Meribah Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zinid, because he sanctified me not in the midst of the children of Israel. Now, what, what did Moses do? Now that's when God told Moses to speak to the rock. Praise the Lord. And the man of God hit it. Now do you know that you see, Moses was supposed to submit to the voice of the Spirit at that time. Now do you know why Moses never entered the promised land? It is because he frustrated that pattern. Amen. Because you see, it was a word of vain instruction. And God expected Moses to submit to it. He told Moses, that, you know what, verse 52, yet you shall see the land before you. So, he saw the land in a vision, in a dream. But the Bible says, but you shall not go there unto the land which I give unto you. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. Now, that's why you see you can find many Christians, they have a lot of dreams and visions. A lot of prophecies. You know, every prophet they have it, they record it down, they are not books. But you see, for the years they've spent in time in, 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 in church, nothing is manifesting. You see, that, that was where Moses was. He had the vision of the promised land, but he couldn't get there. Hallelujah. You know, this man has a vision of his ministry. Oh, God showed me my ministry in the dream at night. Yes, he saw it. But when he gets there, Praise the Lord. So, much as the vision was given to them, there were patterns of submission they were supposed to respond to. Submission unto the voice of the Spirit. Divine instruction. So when Moses frustrated it, the Bible says that for God told him that, you know what? You shall see the land that was supposed to be yours. No, you shall see the ministry that was supposed to be yours. You shall see the family that was supposed to be yours, but you will not enter it. Praise the Lord. So, uh, having a dream or a prophetic word or a vision, it is not enough. That is not a guarantee of destiny. Praise the Lord. Beyond the prophetic word and beyond the vision, beyond the dream, there are patterns of submission unto the counsel of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, you know sometimes when we speak of uh, the man of God called Paul the Apostle, he had a lot of persecutions. But you know, when, when, when you look at the man of God, Paul the Apostle, 
The Bible says that for the grace that was upon him was given for the Gentiles. But do you realize that actually the highest number, 70% of all his persecutions were among the Jews. But God never sent him there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you see, the word God gave to Paul was that, you know what, go unto the Gentiles. That was the very instruction. And everything went to the Jews who was persecuted. Peter was given the grace of apostleship unto the Jews. For the Gentiles, he was given to Apostle Paul. So why was he pressed a lot of things? It was because he found himself in a place God never intended him to be. Glory to God. You see, it matters the divine counsel. If I want to get to destiny, it is not enough the dream I got. It is not enough the vision I got. It is not enough the prophetic word. Glory to God. You know, so when the prophet word doesn't come to pass, now you say, I think this man of God is the first prophet. Everything he tells me doesn't come to pass. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you see, there is a place whereby we respond to divine instruction, alignment of the spirit. You are supposed to understand where does God lead me at this particular moment? The right place, the right time, and the right people. Glory to God. It matters. Now listen to this other one, First Samuel 13, from verse 13 to 14. First Samuel 13 from 13 to 14. Are we learning? Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. First Samuel 13. I want to say something here. From, from verse 11, let me get from verse 11. It says that for, and, and Samuel said, what have you done? And Saul said, because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that you came not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Michmash 12. Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself therefore and offered a burnt offering. He said, for he forced himself. It means that you see, he walked out of vain counsel. He wasn't supposed to do it unless the prophet had come around. You see that? He was supposed to wait for the prophet. In verse 13, he says that, so, And some will say to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded you. For now would your kingdom have been established forever, forever and evermore. Verse 14, But now it shall not continue. <laughs> Glory to God. But listen. The initial plan of God concerning Saul was that, you see, he has the kingdom, he rules in, he governs in. But the Bible says that also, uh, God gave him an instruction through the prophet Samuel, and he rejected it. And God turned and was like, you know what, from today, your kingdom shall not be established. Why? Because he never responded to divine instruction. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So beyond the prophetic word. There is a place of divine instruction, an alignment of the Spirit. Glory to God. That God can align with the right person, somebody specifically. You see, there were many apostles in the days of the New Testament. But why did God tell Cornelius to go to Apostle Peter? No, he was specific by name and by place. <laughs> Glory to God. But there were many apostles at that time. But you see, God told Cornelius that, you know what, call for Peter. Simon Peter, he prays over there, go and tell him to come. You see, there are many elders, but when he encountered the apostle, he told him, go to Ananias. There are many apostles. Amen. And Paul did say, Paul, Paul was like, you know what, I don't want Ananias. I want some other person. <laughs> Glory to God. That's how some Christians are. 
You know, there was a person who woke up in the morning and said, you know what, let me go and pray to God concerning my husband. Amen. And then when, when he woke up in the morning, I was like, you know what, the person God showed me I don't want to. <laughs> 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 Amen. He said, you know what, uh, you know, then the, the man of God tells him that, you know what, now go and pray to God concerning your spouse. Then, then she asks, what if God shows me somebody I don't want? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see, you know, that's, that's, now, that, that's not good. Amen. You see, it's God's divine instruction. God told Paul, go to Ananias. He has your inheritance. You see that? Jesus told his disciples, gather in Galilee. So if a man wasn't in Galilee, it doesn't matter how much would have prayed and fasted, would they have encountered Jesus Christ? Jesus told them, gather in Galilee. Praise the Lord. Divine instruction. Hallelujah. So it matters the alignment of the spirit. It matters where God leads me. It matters the place. I'm supposed to respond to it. Glory to God. Now, some mission to divine instruction. Let's look at uh, one, last, uh, one last person here. The, the, what, the young prophet, eh? fasting 13, 11 to 25. Are you not? <laughs> Trust, are you lying? <laughs> fasting 13, eh? verse 11, 25. Fasting 13, verse 11 to 25. Eh? That's where we are. <clears throat> now, I want, I want us to, to follow this carefully here. This young, this, this young prophet. <clears throat> now listen, it says that for now there built an old prophet in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done the day in Bethel, the words which he had spoken unto the king. Verse 12, and their father said unto them, what way, what way did he go? For his sons had seen what way the man of God had, had gone, which came from Judah, verse 13, and he said unto his sons, he says that for suddenly they asked, so they saddled him, they asked, and he rode on, the, he rode on it. Now, uh, listen to, to, to uh, verse 16. Uh, let me begin from verse 16. Eh? Verse 15. Then he said unto him, Come home with me, eat bread. Now, this is the old prophet. Now, the old prophet here is not talking about uh, just uh, gray hair. He's talking about a man, maybe like say, old in the anointing of God. You see? Old in revelation. Praise the Lord. Eh? And then the young prophet is a man that is fresh in the anointing of God, fresh in revelation, fresh in the glory of God. Amen. So he speaks of something until like, you know, and he said, I may not return with you, nor go in with you, neither will I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord. So when the young prophet was leaving this place, to God the king, God told him that you know what? Don't eat bread, nor drink water. Amen. And then there came another man and he shifted the divine instruction. Are you following this? And the Bible continues and says that, you know what, For it, it, verse 18, he said unto him, I am a prophet also. I also hear God. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me tell you something, you must be sure of your place from which you hear God. Amen. You must be sure. If you say God spoke to me, you must be sure of that place. You see, this was a young prophet. All oh, these guys are men of God, by the way. And he said, the young man of God is like, you know what? God told me not to eat bread. Now, the old man of God is like, you know what? He has told me to eat bread. <laughs> Glory to God. The, the man was like, you know what? I am a prophet also as you are. And an angel spoke to me. God spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, bring him back with you into your house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. The Bible says that for 
he lied unto him. The old prophet lied unto the young prophet. <laughs> Look at verse 19. So he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. 21. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, For thus says the Lord, for as much as you have not obeyed the mouth of the Lord. Divine instructions. You see, this young prophet had been given a place in the kingdom of, in the kingdom of the king, in the king's palace. But because he negotiated divine instruction, he never submitted to the voice of the spirit. The Bible says that for, for as much as you have not you have disobeyed the mouth of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded you, verse 22, that came back and you've eaten and drunk water in the place. But God told him not to eat. He told him not to drink. He went and drank and he ate. And the Bible says, Of the which the Lord did say to eat, eat no bread, thy carcass shall not come unto the spark of your fathers. And the Bible says that for Andalion came and ate him. Amen. So it matters the readings of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You not just shift and change divine instruction because of your own desires. It matters when God tells you to go to a certain place. It matters when God tells you to meet someone. Glory to God. So, there are many Christians in church who have unfulfilled dreams, prophecies, you know, uh, visions. And you see, God told them, you know, in 2021, and the year is ending, nothing has happened. <laughs> Amen. But you see, yes, God spoke to him, yes. Even the man of God who prophesied it is the man of God. He has the mark of the spirit. The man of God was right. He told him by 2020, this will have happened in your life. And you see, 2020 ended. <laughs> now what causes that? There is a place of lack of divine instruction that person never yielded to. Amen. So when that doesn't happen, he will think maybe, maybe the man of God is false. Hallelujah. You see, it matters the leadings of the Spirit. Submission unto the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Eh? Glory to God. Amen. Now that's done. Eh? Amen. Now let's, let's rush the submission to men. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so, so, so when the Spirit of God leads you, it is important if you are sure it's God that has spoken to you, it is important you respond. That's why your preservation is as a minister and as a Christian. It's not where you want to go. Don't be like, you know what, me where God wants me to go, I don't want. <laughs> Amen. You are not your own. The Bible says, for you belong to God. He has authority over you. He can place you anywhere he wants. That's all you not choose. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's continue. Yeah, so, uh, back to Genesis 25, 28. So, it says that for this children, A is that love, so because of what? Uh, because of vision. Amen. Yeah. So, uh, I read Romans chapter 9. It's a Bible study. Eh? So many scriptures. Romans chapter 9. If you don't have a Bible, the projector is there. <laughs> Romans 9. Eh? Listen, listen to these scriptures. Eh? Romans 9, verse 10. And not only this, but when Rebecca also had, Romans 9, 10, eh? had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac. The scriptures say, For the children, being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil. Now he's talking about the grace of God here. He says that for, but the purpose of God, now the vision of God, the purpose of God, the will of God, amen, according to election and not of works, may it be fulfilled. Glory to God. So he says that for, 
he said unto the younger, the elder shall serve the younger. Verse 13, Jacob Avai loved, but Esau Avai hated. Why? He loved Jacob because of his vision upon Jacob. God loved Jacob because of his vision, not because of his works. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, can you love somebody because of the vision of God upon their lives? Amen. No, I, I, assuming you're looking for you know, somebody to marry, what are you looking at? <laughs> Amen. Because you see, God loved Jacob because of purpose. The purpose of God upon the child. The vision of God, the will of God. Amen. My eyes are open. Praise my Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Yeah. You get it? You think that's what? But Esau have I hated. Why? It, was, it wasn't because of what? It was because of purpose. Vision. That's why the Bible says that for Rebecca now spent time with the boy. Why? And the Bible says that for the boy was the tent dweller, a free stayer. And the Bible says that for Esau went hunting Benson. He had a working girl. And the tent dweller took the blessing. <laughs> Glory to God. Do you know why? It is purpose, election, vision. It was beyond Esau's labor to get the, the, the blessing. No. He thought by hunting for Vincent, he qualifies for the blessing. But about this, like, so Jacob was a tent dweller. No, in our present days, they would call him the lesser Christian. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. But you know what? There was something beyond his work to get the blessing. It was the purpose of God, the vision of God. The will of God, it matters. Amen. Yeah. So submission is built on vision. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, let's, let's turn to Genesis chapter 9. Hope you're learning something here. Yeah. Genesis 9. <laughs> so now we are looking at submission unto men. Genesis 9. From verse 19. Genesis 9 from verse 19. Now listen, it says that for there are three sons, these are the three sons of Noah, of them was the whole earth spread. Now verse 20, and Noah began to be a husband man and he planted a vineyard and he drank of the wine and he was drunken and he was uncovered within his tent. Amen. Now there is symbolic of actually submission to spiritual fathers. Now I want to fall this critically here. He says, and he drank of the wine and he was uncovered, he was naked in the tent. The father of the children was naked in the tent. And look at the sons. The Bible says, And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and he told his two brethren without. You see that? And verse 23, And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backwards. Now all these are children submitted to their father. But when one son sees the nakedness of his father, he goes on exposing it. Praise the Lord. You see, when you submitted somebody, you don't expose their nakedness. Your responsibility is to cover. Yeah. Glory to God. You know, if you submitted your pastor, you don't look for his weaknesses. You look for ways of covering the nakedness of your pastor. But that's why you see, Ham never received the blessing. He frustrated his own inheritance. Amen. You know, if you woke up in the morning and your pastor came with a strong t-shirt, on the pulpit, when you submit a child, what do you do? You go to the boutique, you buy him a new t-shirt. Glory to God. Eh? Now you don't capture with your camera some cartoon part and you be like, you see what, look at the man of God. No. You see, submit the children cover the nakedness of their ministries. Now if you can expose the weakness of your ministry, you are not submitted to it. When you submit to your ministry, you cover the nakedness 
Ham wasn't submitted to Noah. That's why he exposed the nakedness of Noah. Glory to God. Yeah, he says that folks, and Ham the father, he saw the nakedness of his father. He saw his father's weakness. And the Bible says, he went without and he told his brethren, praise the Lord. Now he got down to Christians and he told them, did you see? <laughs> praise the Lord. Did you see the man of God? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, when you're submitted to ministry, your responsibility is to cover its weaknesses. That's a submitted child. If you're submitted to your father, you cover his weaknesses. You don't expose his, his nakedness. It's wrong. And look at what the scriptures say. 23. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon their shoulders and went backwards. They didn't even want to look at the nakedness. They didn't even want to consider the nakedness of their father. The Bible says that for they walked backwards and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backwards and they didn't, they didn't recognize his nakedness. Glory to God. So if you're here and you submitted to your pastor, your man of God, your apostle, Every time he has infantries, what do you do? Amen. You know, did you look for some fellow Christians and be like, you guys, did you see this? No. When you're submitted, you cover his nakedness. You cover his weakness. Amen. You're submitted to a man, you cover his weakness. Glory to God. You don't tell yourself, ladies, man, this guy is here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You cover. Your responsibility is to cover the witness. As long as you submitted somebody, you cover their witnesses always. Their nakedness. Glory to God. So the scripture said that because of that, Noah awoke from his way in verse 24, and he knew what his young son had done unto him. He just knew and told him. It was an unction in him as a father to know who exposed him. Praise the Lord. No one told Elisha that Gehazi has taken Naaman's money. He just knew it. Glory to God. So when you submit to somebody and you identify weaknesses, your responsibility is to what? To cover the weakness. You know, you enter yourself, you weaknesses. You find ways of covering the weaknesses. Amen. You enter Jemison, you enter chapel, you found weaknesses. Your responsibility, if you're submitted, is to cover the weaknesses. Not to expose the weaknesses. And because of that, the Bible says, and he said, Cast be Canaan a servant of servants, shall he be unto his brethren. Why? Because you see, now Canaan harm, he frustrated his own inheritance. Why? Because he exposed his father's nakedness. You see, every time you expose the nakedness of your father, you frustrate your inheritance. You lose it. Amen. Submission. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We are getting somewhere. Amen. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's go to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. 1 Samuel 3, 1. 1 Samuel 3, 1. 1 Samuel 3, 1. Are we learning something today? <laughs> Amen. And uh, uh, verse 1, And the child Samuel means Saddam, the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious. In those days, there was no open vision. Verse 2, And it came to pass, at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to watch them, that you could not see. Verse 3, And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. Verse 4, That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. Amen. And then verse 5, And he ran unto Eli. He went unto his father that time. And the scriptures say, 
for you called me and said, I called you not, lie down again. And he went and laid down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel, and Samuel arose and said, Eli, he said, here I am. For, for, for you did call me and he said, I didn't call you my son, lie down again. Praise the Lord. Now there is something I want to show you here, verse 7. Now Samuel did not know yet that it was the Lord, neither was the word the Lord revealed unto him. Now verse 8. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, and arose and went to Eli, and, and, and said, Here am I, for you did call me, and Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. You see that? Listen, you see, God was giving Samuel an invitation, but Samuel was young in the things of the Spirit. He couldn't interpret certain things. Amen. He couldn't. For him, he thought maybe it was just some usual, usual experience. Amen. You know, I remember those days of dreams. Eh? You could get a dream and man, you're like, I think it's just a simple dream. And when you go to a man higher than you, he shows you the depth in it. Glory to God. Eh? Do you know that you see there are experiences you can never interpret unless you have a man above you? You may think it's just a simple experience. You see, this, this young boy here, he thought this was a simple experience. The Bible says that for he didn't know it was the Lord. But when he went to his father, Eli, Eli told him what to do. Glory to God. Amen. You see, there are invitations of the Spirit you never respond to until you have somebody hard and you to instruct you on how to respond to them. Amen. You think they are simple experiences. But when you submit to somebody, the essence of submission is that you see it aligns, it awakens you to that reality. Now listen, listen to the next verse, verse 9. And the Bible says, then, therefore, Eli said unto Samuel, go lie down. And it shall be, if he calls you, you shall say. Why? Because, you see, Eli had an experience with God. So he needed to instruct the young boy. Because he was submitted to him, there was an instruction that aligned him to purpose at that particular moment. Amen. Now listen, verse 10. And the Lord came and stood. Glory to God. Listen, the first times when someone didn't perceive it was the Lord. The Lord was afar. Amen. Now, the next time when she was taught on what to do, the Bible says the Lord came and stood near him this time. You see, there was a simplicity interpreting the experience of the spirit world because he was submitted to a man. Glory to God. It's a reality. Amen. Do you know why some men can never operate in the spiritual realm? They are not submitted. That's why some things are hard for them, you know? No, some things are hard for them. Revelation, prophecy, many things. Why? They are not submitted. The Bible says that for the first moment, he didn't see the Lord. But when he submitted Eli, his experience, he told it Eli. Praise the Lord. And when he told it to him, the Bible says, and the Lord came and stood near him. Now the spiritual became so simple. Glory to God. Amen. It was so simple. If you're a prophet, it becomes so simple to prophesy. Amen. If you're a teacher of the word of God, it is so simple to teach. Because you submitted somebody. Hallelujah. Now listen. He says, and, and the Lord said to Samuel, uh, no, no, no. Listen. As at the other times, the Lord came and stood and called as other times, Samuel, Samuel. This time you called twice. The first time you called once. Uh, glory to God, amen. Yeah. Do you know why? In the testimony of two or three witnesses, shall all things establish. Do you know why he couldn't establish it? It was because at that moment, he didn't reconcile his experience with his father. When he did it, this time God never called once. 
He called twice. Somewhere. Somewhere. And the boy, you now God has called me. Amen. There was a spirit and a spiritual realm. Glory to God. Amen. It's a reality here. Amen. So listen. So in this particular portion of scripture, the Bible teaches us, uh, you know, a clarity in the voice of God. You see, there are things that God shall never speak to personally, but he can speak to a person who submitted to. Amen. So, here, as Samuel doubted the voice of the Lord, there was a clarity of the voice of God in the man who was submitted to. You see, if you submit somebody to somebody by the approvals of the Spirit, that man carries a clarity of the voice of God concerning the life. It is there, assured. Now, if you know God led you to somebody, submit to them, and you're confused concerning the decision, and you inquire of them, they have asked your solution. You see that? You want to set up a business, you're confused. You know, share with the man you submitted to. He has the right answer for you. It's there. Yeah. Amen. Now listen, Acts chapter 13. That, that's the scenario of the elders. <laughs> the Bible says that for the elders were there with Paul and Barnabas. <laughs> and the scriptures say that for the Spirit of God spoke unto the elders, that for separate me Paul and Barnabas. Remember at that particular moment, Paul and Barnabas were ministering to the Lord under the elders. But do you know that the consecration unto ministry, the instruction never came to Paul and Barnabas. It came to the men they were submitted to. Listen, there are things God shall never speak to you because he spoke through a man that is higher than you. They are there. Amen. He can't speak to you. Praise the Lord. So imagine if Paul and Barnabas were there waiting for God to speak to them personally. They would be there and there and there. <laughs> Hallelujah. God told them that for separate me, Paul and Barnabas. The instruction never came to Paul and Barnabas. It came through the elders. This instruction here came through Eli. And the boy was aligned. Now when you submit to somebody, there is the clarity of the voice of God concerning your life. Amen. No, if, if, if you have a difficulty in hearing God, there is a man in whom God has placed his voice concerning your life. That if you, if you can just yield to him, you love a clarity of all things for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, let's continue. We are learning about submission. Are we learning? Amen. Let's turn to uh, Genesis 27, verse 5. Genesis 27, verse 5. <coughs> Genesis 27, verse 5. That's where we are. I'm still there. Yeah, listen. And Rebecca heard when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, in the other first scripture we looked at, Genesis 25, 28, the Bible was, was like, you know what? Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. Do you know what that means? That Esau always satisfied the hunger of his father. Amen. No, he quenched the thirst of his father. That's why you see Esau was about to be blessed. Because Jacob never did it. Praise the Lord. You see, when Esau was submitted to Isaac, he quenched always, he satisfied the father's hunger. When you submitted somebody, it is your responsibility to satisfy their hunger. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, I submitted a ministry, and there is a financial need. 
as a submitted child, you get into your pockets. Praise the Lord. And satisfy the hand of the man of God. Glory to God. Amen. Those are submitted children. When you submit to somebody, your heart bends on for them. Praise the Lord. You know, you woke up in the morning, you saw, oh, the curtains were old. Submitted children, both curtains. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. That's submission. They quench the thirst of their fathers. They quench the thirst of their ministry. When they identify a need in ministry, they are available to satisfy it. That's why Esau was about to be blessed. Why? That provokes the anointing of God upon your life. Do you know why some people can be around, you know, men of God, and you know they don't change? They don't have satisfied the hunger. Glory to God. Amen. Now, when, when you realize that if the man is hungry, hand some vengeance and push him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> That's the reality. Praise the Lord. This is the kingdom secret. Amen. How can I be anointed? How can I be anointed? Hunt for Vincent. <laughs> Amen. <Yeah. laughs> Glory to God. Because you're submitted. Glory to God. So when you go back to your church, it is your responsibility. You perceive the need in the life of the man of God. When you're submitted, the Bible says that book, Esau hunted for Vincent. And every now and then, Isaac was satisfied. And was out about to bless the son. Glory to God. Amen. So satisfy the needs of your ministry. Why? Because you submitted it. If you submitted to yourself, you satisfy its needs. There is no sugar. Buy some sugar there. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah, listen. Let's, we, are, we are about to finish, by the way. First Samuel 24, verse 5. In First Samuel, verse 24. First Samuel, chapter 24. First Samuel 24. Submission, that's where we are. <clears throat> yeah. So listen, First Samuel chapter 24, verse 3, that's where we are. Yeah, uh, verse, verse, it's, verse, uh, it's verse 5, verse 5. Now this is Samuel, is submitted to, to Saul. Because remember, Saul was the king of Israel at that time, amen, and then David came in to be mentored for the throne. Praise the Lord. But can you imagine David woke up in the morning and the person who was supposed to mentor him threw spears at him. Glory to God. You see, the man of God, the pastor who was supposed to bring out that thing from him, he instantly began fighting him. Amen. You know, the, the, the man went entered the church and the minister was supposed to enable him to raise. Instead, folk against him. That was David's experience. The Bible says that for Saul cast three spears and they dodged all. Praise the Lord. But remember, David was submitted to Saul. Now listen. Now look at this man. This is, this is a very nice opportunity. Amen. He says that for and it came to pass, 24 verse 5, afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off uh, Saul's cut. Listen. No, it's, it's from verse 24 here. Verse 24, where, where, where? Where, where? Uh-huh, let's, let's continue, yeah. It's, we, are, we, are, we are at the right place. Verse 5, verse 5. It came to pass that afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's cut. Verse 6. And he said unto his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master. The Lord is anointed. Now listen, you see, this was a good opportunity for David to kill Saul. Because you see, he threw spears at him. He fought his destiny. 
Amen. And you see, here comes the scenario. And you see, David has a very nice opportunity to kill and stab this man of God here. Amen. You know, you submitted somebody, they annoyed you, and then you have an opportunity to also hurt them. You don't do it. If you're submitted to them, you don't do it. Now, if you are sure they carry the anointing of God, listen, David said, For the Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord is anointed to stretch forth my hand against him, seeing he is anointed of the Lord. So listen. So, but remember, Saul fought David, and David was submitted to Saul. But David had an opportunity to kill Saul. Praise the Lord. Eh? To hurt Saul and be saved because he's anointed of the Lord. I shall not do harm to him. Why? Because he's anointed of the Lord. Much as he did harm to me, and he was supposed to mentor me, he fought me, he was supposed to mentor me. But because I'm submitted to him, because I honor him, I will not take him harm. Praise the Lord. Listen, when you submit to somebody, listen, if you know God led you to somebody, to submit to them, it doesn't matter what they do to you. The Bible says that for you don't render evil for evil, you render good for evil. Now, that's what qualified David for the throne. Are we getting something here? Praise the Lord. So, you see, God can take you to somebody, submit to them, and the very people fight your place. But the Bible says that he had an opportunity to hurt them. He had an opportunity to kill Saul. But the Bible says that he said, this man is anointed of the Lord. I will not do harm to him. Glory to God. So even in that moment, you have an opportunity to expose the person you submitted to. You know, maybe your papa, you know, he annoyed you one time. Praise the Lord. He forgot to say hi to you. <laughs> Amen. And then you see, here comes an opportunity. Man, you found him, the guy has just messed up. And you're like, uh huh, I've also got a name now. <laughs> Amen. You see, even if he hurt you, if you are sure they carry the marks of the Spirit, if you submit to that ministry, you don't cut off their scuts, damage, you don't. Glory to God. Establishes here. These are the principles that establish you as a minister. Amen. These are the principles that you walk in and you operate in. Praise the Lord. It is beyond saying that, you know what, God, glory to God, amen. It is beyond saying that, you know what, God just took me there. No, it matters. How do I submit? And now we are, we are talking about submission here. You must understand that as a Christian, you don't hurt him. You honor him still. Amen. No, what, what if he has done wickedly? Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. He says, brethren, if, if any man be overtaken in a fault, let you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of humility. Amen. So when you're dealing with the elder, a man above you, even when they mess up, you need a certain humility in correcting them. Praise the Lord. Now, that's what Miriam and Aaron were supposed to do unto Moses. They were supposed to approach the man of God in humility and restore him, lest they be tempted. What is the temptation? It is condemning him and judging him. When you condemn somebody, when you, when you judge somebody, that is a temptation. Glory to God. Amen. So, you know, you, you wake up in the morning and you're like, you know, but you see, but, but you know, sincerely speaking, the, the guy is wrong. You know, the man of God is wrong. Yes. Now, if you can't pray for him, you're supposed to pray for him. If you, if you can't pray for him, you wrestle with him in humility. That's that submission. Amen. 
You see, the scriptures that speak of something, and then you know what? When un- you say that you don't rebuke an elder in public. Amen. You know, some Christians will be like, you know what they are, but you know those things, no. Those things, no. <laughs> but you see, these are the kingdom secrets. You want to grow in the spirit. You want to increase in the glory of God, the anointing of the spirit. These are the things you must understand. When you submitted somebody, they made an error. He said that for if you are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of humility. Glory to God. Now, this is what David did. He says that, no, yes, he has messed up, but you know, he is the Lord is anointed. I will not cut off his cut. I will not kill him. And later on, David became the king of Israel. So died in battle. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. That submission. We're talking about submission here. Are we following something? Uh, let's continue. Praise the Lord. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, it's, it's in First Chronicles 12 of 32. 12 of 32. Briefly, there, first Chronicles 12 of 32. The Bible says that so, the sons of Ishaka had an understanding of things. First Chronicles 12 of 32. He says that for the sons of Ishaka had an understanding of things. To know what Israel ought to do. Now listen, can you imagine? The vision of God concerning Israel was upon the sons of Ishaka. So the sons of Ishaka were supposed to submit to the Israelites. So they were supposed to submit to the sons of Ishaka, these Israelites. And the Bible says, and their brethren were at their commandment. Why? Because the entire vision of God concerning Israel was upon the sons of Ishaka. Praise the Lord. So there is a vision of God he can place in a man concerning you. And they're supposed to be at his command. When they say, don't do this, you don't do it. Why? Because we carry the revelation of the vision of God concerning your life. When they say, do this, you're supposed to do it. It is the vision of God. The sons of Ishaka had an understanding. The Bible says that they had an understanding of times and seasons. Now, some people miss their times and seasons and visitations because they are not submitted to anyone. Praise the Lord. So in the end, they are never what? Aligned. When you submit to somebody, it gives you access to the understanding of your times and seasons as well. And the Bible says that for you are at the command of such a person. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, uh, so, so that, that was the scripture. Now, we, we are about to finish up here. Luke 22, verse 32. We are finishing up. We are summarizing. Yeah? Are we learning? Praise the Lord. Luke 22, verse 32. Luke 22, verse 32. That's where we are. Luke 22, verse 32. Oh, is it there? Yeah, Luke 22, verse 32. That's where we are. Listen, let's begin from verse 31. Now listen. So there is Simon Peter and the apostles. All of them have submitted to Jesus Christ, all of disciples. Amen. Now listen to what Jesus Christ tells them. He says that for, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sit here as wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith doesn't fail. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. Amen. Now listen, the truth is that you see, Peter didn't even know what was happening in the spiritual realm. Peter didn't even understand that Satan was after him. Amen. He didn't even know it. But because he was submitted to Jesus Christ, 
Jesus was an umbrella to Peter. Glory to God. Do you know there are attacks in the spirit that you will never face because of submitted someone? Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. There are attacks in the spirit. There are frustrations you will never experience simply because they submitted someone only. That person is an umbrella. Is the cover to you. Is your shelter. Glory to God. So here, Jesus was a covered Simon Peter. Peter didn't even understand what was taking place. He didn't even know it. He was just there. But because he was submitted to Christ, the scriptures say that for, uh, it says that for, I have prayed for you. That your faith may not fail. Why? Because submission gives me access to divine protection. Divine defense. Praise the Lord. Eh? You know, so there are many Christians who are susceptible to every attack, you know, anything can come and take them down. They are gross. You know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not it's not consistent. You know, as if the guy is growing up in the spirit, after some two months, again, the guy goes lost. Praise the Lord. Eh? You know, as if the guy is increasing, after some months, the guy goes lost to his things. Why? Because there is a place of divine protection they are not catered for. Because there is a pattern of submission. They are frustrated. You see, when you submit to somebody by the marks of the Spirit, now if you know God has brought them to your life, if you know that person is anointed of God, and you submit to him, the truth is that you see that man is a cover to your finances. Praise the Lord. There is a place whereby your finances are preserved. Not because you're overgiving and taking, no. But simply because there is a man that is a cover to you. Glory to God. There is a place whereby the grace of God upon your life, it is preserved. Your ministry is preserved. Why? Because there is a man you're under. You see that? So in the end, you experience a blossoming and increase every day to the glory of God. So submission gives a man access to divine, to divine what? protection, divine defense. Amen. Your family can be preserved. Because you submitted to a ministry. The anointing of God upon that person covers you automatically. The anointing of God that was upon Jesus Christ covered Peter without Peter knowing it. Why? Because he was just, can you imagine, just simply submitted to him. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, you see, when, when we submit to men, there are boundaries of submission. Hallelujah. You know, for example, if I'm submitted to somebody, that person can't tell me to go and slander somebody. It's outside the word of God. I submit in the will of God. Praise the Lord. If I submitted somebody and told me, you know what? Go and steal so-and-so's money and bring it to me. And I'm like, you know what? Because I'm submitted, I must do it. That's wrong. Because it's contrary to the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, you know somebody submitted to a man of God. A man of God said, you know what? Oh, you know, could we sleep together? It's wrong. It is contrary to the word of God, you know. He is not his husband. He's not her husband. She's not the wife. So that, that is not submission. It's, it's corruption. We submit in the word of God. Glory to God. So every instruction I'm given in submission, it must be consistent with the word of God. Why? Because it is the word of God that pushes me to my vision. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so even when I submit to somebody, I must have the knowledge of the word of God in my spirit. So every instruction must be consistent with the word of God. 
Glory to God, amen. So you can't say, you know what, I, I didn't have an option because we had spoken. No. There are boundaries in submission. And the boundary is the word of God. I must understand the word of God. Always. Amen. You know, assuming my pastor told me, go and kill so and so. Because I'm submitted to him, that's wrong, I can't do it. Because it is called the word of God. Amen. So when we submit, we submit through the word of God. Why? Because it is the word of God that pushes me towards my vision. Hallelujah. Amen. So, there are things that we submit to many things. For example, we submit to authorities. You know, there are authorities in society that bring laws, that make laws. And now these laws are not contrary to, the, to your Christian faith. They are laws that are created for the sake of order. For example, in Kampala, you know, there could be laws that govern speed. Praise the Lord. Now, when you submit such a law, it was created for the sake of order. You submit to it. Amen. Now you went to the DS, they told you, make a straight line. For the sake of order. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, that, that is the law that was made for the sake of order. It is not contrary to your faith. You're supposed to submit to it. You obey those in power. So it's until a policy is contrary to your faith. Now, that's when you can walk out of submission. Why? Because it is contrary to the will of God. Amen. So even when we encounter laws in society, you know, it's possible to be a Christian and you see, I'm against authorities. Now, for example, if, if, if we're in a school setting and you see, we're in HS and you know what? The uniform is what? Black and white. Amen. Now, that is the law that is created for the sake of order. That doesn't take away my faith. So for the sake of order and uniformity, I'll submit to it. Praise the Lord. But assuming the school person has a policy that is contrary to my faith, then I have the right to walk out of submission. So even when we submit, we submit to, through the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can't respond to everything that comes around you. Why? Because of submitted. No. You must have the knowledge of God in your spirit. Are you following this up? Eh? Praise the Lord. Then, then, then also, there is a place where you know, we, 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 you know, the man of God is going to touch some of those. The submission to authorities, to, to parents, to men's conscious. Amen. Praise the Lord. Eh? The man of God is going to build on some of those things. But let me tell you something. Eh? That is the place of submission. Praise the Lord. Eh? Now let's, let's finish up with these last two verses here. Is somebody learning? If you're learning, raise up your hands. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. I'm also learning, by the way. Amen. Yeah. So listen. This is now the last part of it. Eh? Now listen. Uh, so, so, uh, so we have a story of, uh, of, uh, of Elijah and Elijah. Though I've not come with it here. Praise the Lord. But you see, there is a pattern of submission that launches you to greatness. Let me tell you something. Eh? If you are truly submitted to somebody, the end of your life, must be either equal or greater than him. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you submitted to somebody and your life is less than him, when he lives, you are not submitted to him. Never. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Assuming you're in your cell, and then maybe you have your papa there, you could sit 20 people, 30 people per cell meeting. Hallelujah. Then when you get into power, the numbers of this 15, you were never submitted to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. Listen, of course, by ranking the spirit, he stays higher than you. 
But by the results of the grace of the glory of God, you are supposed to be either equal to him or greater than him. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why you see. Because Elisha, Elijah, Elisha did greater miracles than Elijah. Why? Because he was submitted to him. Now, when you submit to somebody, the truth is that by the, the settings of the spiritual realm, your aid is supposed to be equal to him or higher than him. If you go less than him, you will never submitted to him. Never. Oh, this is so hard to believe. Eh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Eh? Amen. It's so hard to believe. Eh? Glory to God. Eh? Amen. Eh? Yeah. You see, that's why you see when Elijah comes, he does greater miracles than Elijah. But of course, by rank, Elijah is higher. Why? Because he was his father. Amen. But you see, Elisha demonstrated more than Elijah. Glory to God. Now look at these two men here. Look at Moses and Joshua. The scripture said that when Moses leaves the promised land, he had to split the sea. And the Bible says they walked upon dry grounds. Dry grounds. But Joshua was submitted to Moses in the tent, in the tabernacle, already. So the person was there. Hallelujah. So when Moses leaves, Joshua stays. As a man to succeed Moses. Glory to God. So what did, what did Joshua do as one who was submitted? He also began by speaking River Jordan to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. He couldn't go less than that. You can't go less than the man you're succeeding. How? Because you're submitted to him. He began from where Moses ended. Praise the Lord. He split the Red Sea. I'm splitting the Jordan. Glory to God. Amen. And beyond the Jordan, I'm going to stop the sun. To the glory of God. The latter must be greater than the former wife. He was submitted. And the wisdom came upon him. When you submit to somebody, the wisdom operating upon their lives just comes upon their life automatically. Amen. And listen, he didn't just end on that. He didn't just end on, you know what, okay, okay, you, saw, you see, my Mo Moses split the Red Sea, I split the Jordan, but you see, something greater must come. I'm going to stop the sun. He stopped it. He was submitted. You see, deeper than that, look at this scripture here. Deuteronomy 34 7. <laughs> Glory to God. You see, Deuteronomy 34 7, the scriptures say that for our, what does it say? It says that for, and Moses was 120 years of age. When he died, his eyes were never dim. No, his natural face are better, you know? He possessed divine health. He had the life of God in him. Moses wasn't subject to sickness. You see, and then Joshua also comes in Joshua 14.10. What, what did he say? You see that, look, look at the pattern of submission here. When you submit to somebody, you're either equal to them or you go higher than them. Yeah, always. Amen. Always. That's it. I don't know someone who can't believe it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're trying to digest your thing, but it's just still real. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, you know, praise the listen. Eh? He says, And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake his word unto Moses, why uh, why while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now this day 
I am Fosco. Fosco is eight years, eight five years of age. Praise the Lord. Now listen, Joshua says that folks, I am at, at eight five years of age, I am as strong as I was forty years back. Why? Because my father Moses walked in vain health. He was never sick. How could I be weak at 85 years of age? The divine health upon who? Upon, upon who? Upon Moses. Just came upon Joshua. Praise the Lord. So even when, even him when he aged, the man of God wasn't just weak and feeble. Why? Because he submitted. This is submission we are talking about here. When you submit to somebody, you either operate in the same glory as him or in a higher glory. Not less than that. Tell you, but not less than that. Amen. Higher than that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's no wonder because we have submitted the gospel of Jesus Christ, he says the things I have done, you shall be even greater to the glory of God. Why? Because you are submitted to my gospel. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Speak to God and give him thanks. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your might, Jesus. We honor your name tonight. You want your video, King of the Legacy, Lekos Zoto Cobra, Rakata Sata Cabra, Mako de Lekes, the Lekes, the Teke Protecable Shareva, Rapata Sata Cabra, Mako de Lekes, the Protecable Sharaka, the Teke Cabra. We thank you, Carrotes, the Lekes, the Teke Protecable Shanke, Mandaka Baba Santa Cabranta Cabra Soreva, Ilendes Punteke Protecable Shante Cabra Santa Cabaya, Roque de Lekes, the Teke Pro. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're faithful in this place. I give you thanks, my God. You teach us concerning all things. In the mighty name of Jesus, your grace is sufficient for us. Your grace is sufficient for us. We are told of all things. In the name of Jesus, we know all things. To the glory of God, we thank you, Jesus. We honor your name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray and believe. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, by the way, if you have some questions, you can be noting down on some papers. Amen. Yeah, and then uh, Papa Alan has the papers. Praise the Lord. Yeah, let me welcome Papa Joseph. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. People are all called. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now we are asking, could these things be real? Are they coming out of the Bible that I'm reading every day? Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's the word called Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, men, great men, are not made of, uh, actually, you cannot become a great man of God overnight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One time, uh, someone said a statement that there's no, nothing like overnight success. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he said that what you see and perceive as overnight success eh, is a product of a lifetime of preparation of that overnight Praise the Lord. That's how much we have to get intentional in the word of God. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. The, 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 the topic today is submission. Hallelujah. We have got a lot right now. I feel I'm boiling inside. <laughs> Could you get any more right now? Praise the Lord. Uh, the Bible tells us to, uh, the scripture that says us, looking up to Jesus, who is the author, and the finisher of our faith. Praise the Lord Jesus. 
when we come to Christ or when we come to Christianity, we have not come to a mere religion. Praise the Lord. That's why our faith is different from Catholicism. Praise the Lord. It is something like that. Praise the Lord. We have not come into a pattern of system that works in a certain way. Praise the Lord. We have come to a living faith. Praise the Lord. The Bible, the, what the Bible calls living hope, meaning it has substantial results. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Praise the Lord. I want that version in some words. Take it. Study how he did it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If there's any perfect example that the word could ever give, it is Jesus. Why? Because he is the word of God himself. Praise the Lord. I usually stress this, that Jesus was not in heaven sitting and chilling with the angels. Hallelujah. Jesus himself was the word of God made flesh. Literally, let's say I'm God. Hallelujah. But what I speak, these words that I'm speaking, that was Jesus to God. Hallelujah. The, the, the word of God got personality and they entered the God. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. Um, that's why if we're giving any examples, if you ever want to know the mind and the heart of God, the perfect way of doing things is to look unto Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, this version message says, keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race where we are in. Praise the Lord. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to his name. The Bible tells us to study how he did it. To study. If there's anything I have to be overoccupied with, it is to know how Jesus did everything. If you are ever at a dilemma of whether to go left or right, study how he did it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus. The topic is submission to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I feel we've got a lot right now to digest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But I, I, I'm going to look at, emphasize a specific point. Eh? Praise the Lord. Uh, when Jesus, um, we, know that, we, know, we know that Jesus was the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. But when he came and he grew in stature and in the knowledge, praise the Lord Jesus, he knew without any doubt that he was the son of God. And from that, you would think that he would think or know that if there's anyone above me in earth, that person must not be existing. Praise the Lord. Muslim, again, in a scripture that says one time Jesus was uh, during those days because John the Baptist has gone before Jesus. Praise the Lord. The voice of one that was crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. By divine purpose, John the Baptist had to prepare a way for Jesus. Jesus wouldn't have come without John the Baptist. Glory to his name. The purpose of God concerning Jesus would never be established if John the Baptist was not obedient. Praise the Lord. And in the, purpose, in, the, in the patterns of God, when we, we might ask if John the Baptist didn't fulfill or execute what he was made for, what would have happened? Praise the Lord. When, 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 when one man 
never yield to the purposes of God concerning their life. God anoints or raises another man who is above them. Praise the Lord. God does not take away. Praise the Lord. The gifts of God are Bible readers. The gifts of God are without repentance. So Jesus, God would have raised and anointed another man. Hallelujah. To fulfill that purpose. Praise the Lord. And now Jesus is walking by uh, 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 where John the Baptist was baptizing from. Eh? And uh, he says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Praise the Lord. And he continues and says, uh, John the Baptist was trying to explain, Muslim, eh? that scripture that says, I cannot even unloose his shoelaces. Praise the Lord. Uh, John the Baptist, Muslim, Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, we are learning something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet, that is Elijah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And uh, the Bible says, Next day John seeth Jesus come unto him and say, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. Praise the Lord. We continue. And this is he of whom said after he cometh a man which prepared before me, for he was before me. Let's continue. Yes. Yes. Ah. And I knew him not, but he, Musumanek, Yes, next. I want where he talks about. There is where he said, eh? <coughs> What was on this man? Eh? He, he knew who Jesus was without any doubt. Praise the Lord Jesus. And he said, I cannot even unloose his shoe laces. Praise the Lord Jesus. And John the Baptist said that I have needs because Jesus has come to be baptized. And John the Baptist said, I have need that I be baptized of you. Jesus said that <laughs> it is profitable to fulfill all righteousness. What a community. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. In, 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 in the dealings of God, God works with principles, principles and patterns. Who in the world would have need to be baptized? <laughs> Why, why in the world would Jesus have to have need to be baptized by John the Baptist? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to talk about, um, I, I just wanted to emphasize that even Jesus would submit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Um, in a few minutes, I'm going to talk about Submission to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Submission to God. There's a scripture that says, uh, John 4, verse 7, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Praise the Lord. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Praise the Lord. When in, on, on first reading of that verse, you would think... Eh, as is the way you see it, that submit yourself therefore to God, because 
I'm talking about submission to God. Why? Because it's like um, it, it it encapsulizes most. It's like the, the the highlight of the whole thing of submission. Praise the Lord. It covers the bigger picture. Praise the Lord. Submit yourself therefore unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. On first impression, you would think that if you are not submitted to God, then you can never sub- resist the devil and he will not flee from you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. When we give our life to Christ, we, we, we accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. Indirectly or without knowing, you have submitted to God automatically. Praise the Lord Jesus. Let no one ever deceive you that you are not submitted to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. We are submitted to God. If Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, I am submitted to. Hallelujah. Um, Give me a scripture uh, that says, yes, John 4, 10. John 14, 10. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Submission to God. Jesus was submitted to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. It, it, you know, it, it, it challenges me how, how, how Jesus had to align his will and always refer back to God. If he was the son of God, if he was indeed the word of God made flesh, why would he come a point of, let's read that verse, believe, believe, Thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The word that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me. He does the works. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus always listened or watched. He said, I do what I see my Father do. Hallelujah. As a son in the ministry, as a son in the body of Christ, you, you have to always have reference of the things you do in the house of God. Praise the Lord. You do not wake up one day and be like, no, starting from today, I feel there is something. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, starting from Genesis, God came aligning and waving a pattern of doing things for the greater cause. Praise the Lord. Because if God ever wanted to do something in man, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he do it? Like when, because uh, when Adam and Eve fell, eh, and they ate the forbidden fruit, Hallelujah. The same love that God had for us is the same love that He had until Jesus came, Hallelujah. But He had to establish a pattern of doing things. Glory to His name. Hallelujah. That's why in every generation he had a specific reason why he did that. Specific things. That's, that explains the law. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You would not understand righteousness without the law. Glory to his name. Praise the Lord. So as children of God, as men that are submitted to God, men that are submitted to the word of God, we always have to look at the word of God. We always have to look at the patterns that God has laid before us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me also emphasize this last verse the man of God told us. Eh? 
Um, there are things that God will never speak to you, even if you spend your whole lifetime on a prayer mountain. That is hard. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Actually, before anything ever happens, look at um, um, at Abraham. Abraham, Abraham. Um, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, will I hide something from Abraham? But remember, Lot was in that very place. Praise the Lord Jesus. Couldn't God speak to Lot to flee? But he had to first speak to Abraham. And Abraham, it was dependent on Abraham to intercede or to give occasion for the escape of Lot. Praise the Lord. If Abraham was not sensitive enough, if Abraham was not an intercessor, Lot would have lost his life. Praise the Lord. But he was praying day and night. The Bible says that the sins of this guy, this guy, eh? people in Sodom, eh? they vexed the heart of Lot. You might think Lot had conformed. He had never conformed. He had never. That's why when 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 the angels of the Lord come into Lot's house and uh, they've come to they, they they've come to they've seen men that have come because the angels. Eh? came in the form of men. They, they saw men come into Lot's house. And we well know that in this place, these guys were homosexuals. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When they saw men that had come to the house of Lot, what did Lot do? He said, no, at least take my daughters. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That shows that he had not yielded. He was willing to do anything to protect the word of God, to protect the vision of God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So it is dependent, it, it, it is necessary as Christians eh, to realize that fine, I'm a Christian, but I need to be submitted. If actually, if, 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 if there's anyone who is not submitted, you cannot accomplish much, you cannot accomplish much in God. Study the Bible. No one ever accomplished anything. They are not submitted. That's the bitter truth. Hallelujah. Right now, let's look at the nitty gritties of what we are talking about. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, <clears throat> the Bible says, uh, remove not your forefathers' landmarks. It's in Proverbs, I think, 20 something. Remove not your forefathers' landmark. You know, you are in um, <coughs> probably year one. Probably you've come in uh, on a, in, in a specific. We are finishing. Praise the Lord. Eh? This is the last um, establishment. Probably you've come. You've just moved into a place. You've just come into a church. Praise the Lord Jesus. You've just come into a ministry. Praise the Lord. By default, you have submitted to one authority in that place. Glory to God. Because there could never be something established in the realm of the Spirit without an authority or an elder overseeing 
that sin. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So God has men in every place. Every place that you see the work of God. They are men that are principalities. Hallelujah. Because if it was not so, it wouldn't have existed. Praise the Lord. What we are enjoying here, they are men that labored. They are men that shed blood. They are men that cried. Hallelujah. To see the things that we are seeing right now. Hallelujah. So when you come into a place, you have to be sensitive enough to realize that there are authorities in this place. It doesn't matter how anointed you are. Praise the Lord. David was more anointed than Saul, but he was submitted under this wicked guy. Praise the Lord. I don't want to go back. Eh? Praise the Lord. We understand we are talk what we are talking about. Hallelujah. So in any place, there are principalities, there are men that if they say it's not going to rain, trust me, it will not rain. And if they dare say that this is going to happen to you, it will happen to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So as a wise son, as a wise man that is, has the understanding or the knowledge of submission, you have to submit. Glory to God. Glory to his name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says, remove not the ancient land mark, which thy fathers have set. There are fathers that set landmarks already. You know, one day you have become, one day probably, let's say, what should I? Yeah. One day you are, you are given opportunity to, I'll talk about my ministry, praise the Lord. One day you're given opportunity to lead praise and worship. Hallelujah. And you're like, why do we have praise before worship? They're like, no, 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 no. We have to first worship and then we praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't know why they are doing that. Hallelujah. It might have been done in ignorance. Hallelujah. But inquire and know. Glory to his name. Men reach places. That's why mm, some Christians will never grow past a certain level. Babiranga Babuminga. You know? Hallelujah. It's because they've not yielded to certain patterns. Yet they are anointed. Yet they are gifted. Yet they have all that it takes to make them, to make their voice sound in a place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have to yield to the authorities in places. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Um... Tell your neighbor, are you learning something? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Even Jesus reached an extent and he said, God, if you're willing, take this cup away from me. Take this cup away from me. But if it be thy will. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He says, Luke, let's open there. Luke 22, 42. 
Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is submitted to God. You know, Jesus is saying, uh -uh, I, what I see the Father do is what I do. The Holy Spirit comes and he says he will not speak of his own. Hallelujah. But, <laughs> glory to his name. There are patterns of, there is, no, there is no way we can run away from submission. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Any questions, Papa Zofanyeyo? Because right now I feel we need to rest. Hallelujah. Some people are willing to, are, are ready to repent right now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. Musumba. Hallelujah. God restored her, opened her eyes, and she realized that it's 
Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The word of God is above. Were you hearing? <laughs> it's above prophecy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, let me handle this question and the man of God will handle this and we pray. Praise the Lord. Um, she was, or oh, he was asking, is it possible to be submitted to more than one person? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, yes and no. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Uh, first of all, eh, the Bible talks about that you might have 10,000 instructors, but not all of them are fathers. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. There is a specific father that God has, has ordained for you. Praise the Lord. If you inquire of the Lord well enough, you will know. Praise the Lord. Yes. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There is someone that God ordained or fashioned for you. Praise the Lord Jesus. There is that person that always must leave alone, leave alone uh, someone who preaches the best. Actually, the person who leads you to Christ is not a guarantee that they are your fathers. Praise the Lord Jesus. It's one thing to lead you to Christ. It's another to carry the stability in the spirit to father someone. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. So, not everyone, eh? Uh, not not all are fathers. And then about about um, yes, this is my other point. It is possible to also submit to people based on their vision or the purpose of God concerning your life in a particular area. Praise the Lord. You can be submitted to someone. When it comes to finances, you are submitted to that person. Why? Because they carry the stability. They have walked in the realm of the spirit long enough to also walk with others. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it is possible to submit to someone in the area and that they are, all they are going to do about you is to improve your finances. Praise the Lord. Or to improve a specific area of your life. Praise the Lord Jesus. Is it okay to unsubmit Is it okay to <laughs> is it okay to unsubmit from someone 
once they start misleading you? Of course the answer, you know it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But you have to be sensitive. It's, it's, it's also, you have to be sensitive. You, you, you remember the, 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 the scenario, thank God we've read, that the scenario of David and Saul. Praise the Lord. You might call that misleading. Praise the Lord. You have to be sensitive enough to know. If someone, you know, God, God, God revealed. If God, you are sure God has purposed me to submit to this person. That's the person you have to submit to. But when they go against the will of God, the man of God tackled that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So it's okay to unsubmit. <laughs> yeah, Musumba. Yeah, so there are just some two simple questions here. Uh, and so we thank Papa Jovan so much for that wonderful session. Amen. Yeah, so uh, this question is that he's can you submit under more than one man? Yeah, you know, you know sometimes that you can submit somebody based on a particular grace you desire from them. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so for example, Paul speaks of you know many instructors. So I can have many, many, many men of God I listen to. But all the things I've been teaching, you must have somebody you yield to. Amen. That's why Paul the Apostle was like, you know, you may have 10,000 instructors. Eh? How many men of God are you listening to? They don't even more than 20, some of you. <laughs> Amen. But you see, Paul the Apostle is talking about 10,000. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, he says, you know, but you have one what? You don't have many fathers. Fathers are not men. So, you know, one way you can identify a spiritual father is by seeking God. You pray to God concerning it. It's like in the earthly realm. Not every man that puts on his trousers is your father. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, oh, maybe I might even be looking like your dad in the flesh. But that doesn't make me your dad. <laughs> That's the reality. Amen. Yeah. So, so there is a place, just a qualification based on gifts, based on the anointing of God, some of those things you need to hear God a certain way. You know, you're looking for somebody to submit to a mental instruction. You know, any person can what? You know, somebody can teach you many things. We are, we are products of many people, by the way. Fellow friends, very many men of God. But you see, there is a specific person God shall bring to life, and that person has the grace that can establish you. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then another one, he was like, you know, how does one identify to whom they should submit? It's the same thing. Now, so if, if you're looking for someone to submit to, you must what? You must pray. But then also, like when you, for example, when you come to campus, you have, you know what? Uh, you know, for example, the sea is here. Praise the Lord. When you come to Ndeja, you submit to it. You may submit to it. I remember when I used to be in, 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 in HSC, <laughs> there was a guy, our, 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 our chairman by then. You know, that, that, that guy used to, used to ask the first on days when they start raising the deals. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> but can you imagine? But, but because of submission, we have to yield to him. Man, there were days without, without special meals, eh? and the guy chose the special meals, and he told us to pass on those days. Eh? Praise the Lord. Then the other question is, my dad is a pastor, and of course I pray from his church. Is it a must that he should be my spiritual father and submit to him? You pray to God concerning it. 
that there is a possibility that there is or she may not be. Amen. Has that one been answered? Eh? Yeah. So, he may be your father both in the flesh and also in the spirit. Oh, else, there is a friend of mine I have. His dad is a pastor, but he submitted somebody else. Praise the Lord. Eh? Yeah. So then this one also. Are we supposed to submit ourselves to the man of God who are carrying the voice of God? Or we submit ourselves to the man of God? And then God starts to reveal the voice of God to him after submitting to them. Either way. Praise the Lord. Yeah, what, what, what matters is the revelation of the Spirit of God. Glory to God. There is a man you submit to because he carries the vision of God concerning your life. And then there is another man you submit to and the vision of God concerning your life is what? Revealed. So in all these things, as our elders said, Papa Nyan's Paul was that, you know what? You begin from the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. You, you have the clarity. Amen. Then the last question is, uh, you know, um, I, have, I have a spiritual father I'm submitted to, and one time a certain person told me the whole spirit told him that he is my spiritual father. Please talk about this, sir. No, if, if, if you truly had the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord, then it must be right. Amen. Because it's like, you know what? The Holy Spirit told him that he is. So if that man was sure of the Holy Spirit, amen, then he is. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so we have come to the end of this discipleship. Thanks for coming. Just some simple announcements here. After supper, we have our what? Fellowship. And the next Friday, it is question and answer. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so we are going to learn many things. Question and answer next Friday. So come around with all your questions and trust God is going to answer all your questions. Praise the Lord. And also tomorrow we shall have evangelism to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, so we have come to the end of today's session. I want us to raise up to our feet. Unless there is somebody here and you say, I want to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you're here and you're not yet born again, you have an opportunity to. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So, so go back and submit your papas, you know, uh, your soul mamas, pack out fellowship leaders. You're supposed to submit to them. Praise the Lord. Eh? Yeah, that's why God has called you for this meeting. And let me tell you something. Eh? That's why you say only you is here. God is intentional with you. Amen. Yeah, so go back and submit your parents, but in the word of God. Amen. Eh? Yeah, so I want us to just lift up your voice and just give thanks to God. Speak to God and give him thanks. <laughs> Father, we thank you for today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your faithfulness. We thank you for this class, Jesus Christ. So, God, I bless your name, Jesus, because you're increasing us, you're elevating us, you're setting us apart in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I honor your name, Holy Spirit, because your spirit of revelation sets upon every man in this place. Your spirit of glory and grace is upon every man in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are operating under open heavens in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, Jesus, my God. Our patterns are displayed to the glory of God. I honor your name, Holy Spirit, for growing up in grace, for increasing up in wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, you establish us. None of us shall be shaken. In the mighty name of Jesus, by the glory of God, 
God, by the grace of God, none of us shall be lost in the mighty name of Jesus. Our eyes are being opened, our ears are being opened, our hearts are being opened to the glory of your name, Holy Spirit. I thank you for the discipleship of God. Because we are increasing, I thank you for the intercession team. I thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I thank you for the sin. Thank you for our papas in this place. Thank you for the mamas. Thank you for the chaplain in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you for ourselves. Thank you for our God's fellowships. In the mighty name of Jesus, you give us the grace to submit. We shall grow our fellowships. We shall increase ourselves. We shall increase our perfect fellowships. We shall increase our families. We shall change our marriages. Our relationships are changing. In the mighty name of Jesus, for the glory of your name, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Holy Spirit, because there is a hunger in the midst of our soul. There is a trust in the midst of us, so in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Jesus. Our finances are changing. I thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, we honor your name, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, my God. This joy shall never be taken away from us. In the mighty name of Jesus, as we live to serve you, as we live to praise your name, as we live to glorify your name, Holy Spirit, I bless your name, Jesus. Because we are increased, we are established for the glory of your name, Jesus. We thank you for the Monday fellowships. Thank you for the Wednesday fellowships. Thank you for the Friday fellowships. Thank you, Jesus, for prime day. Thank you for campus spouse. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Jesus, for endless. Thank you, Jesus, for all ministries. We bless your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Holy Spirit. You want to be done in this place. You deserve all the praise and honor. We thank you for all the ministries in this land. You deserve all the praise and honor. We thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, glory to God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and bless. Amen. So thank you for coming. Next Friday, carry someone. Amen. Sunday, campus spouse. Praise the Lord. At 8. Amen. Yeah, and all other ministries. Praise the Lord. Then also tomorrow, Saturday, evangelism. Amen. So God bless you all. Let's prepare for this fellowship. Thanks for coming.